As you've been hearing on the news, Canada has voted in favour of a non-binding United Nations resolution. It is one that calls for an immediate humanitarian ceasefire in the Israel-Hamas war. The resolution passed the UN General Assembly with 153 votes in favour, 10 against and 23 abstentions. And this vote is certainly getting a lot of reaction. And joining me to talk about it a little bit more is Warren Kinsella, lawyer, author, political consultant, consultant and former special advisor to the Right Honourable Jean Chrétien. Warren Kinsella, thank you so much for being with us this morning. Thanks for having me back. Uh, I know you've written about this and uh, your column has just come out as well. I'm curious, though, how significant do you think this is, this shift away from Canada, which would usually support Israel, usually vote along uh, the same lines as the U.S.? How significant is this vote? It is significant. Uh, it's regrettable. But, you know, last night as it was breaking, I was watching CNN and, you know, our retired senior general, the, the U.S. Armed Forces indicated it was very unhelpful. And it's not just unhelpful to Israel. It's unhelpful to the United States. Um, it, the other thing, I think it is ultimately unhelpful to Canada because it is a complete contradiction of what we've said previously. And it's a complete contradiction of what the prime minister and his global affairs minister have said. And, and it's confusing, you know, and given the fact that it happened in the same week, that a large group of Muslim members of the Laurier, Laurier Club, which is the main donors of the Liberal Party, left, it, it you know raises suspicion that there may be a connection to that, which would be really regrettable. And, and a connection in, in what way? And I know there, there are those suspicions and people talking about that, but what, what dots are kind of being connected there? The feeling within the Muslim community, uh, they're better you know, capable of speaking for themselves, but uh, certainly it's been reported that they're unhappy with the position of the Liberal Party up until last night. And so a group of uh, Muslim individuals, self-identified Muslim individuals in the Laurier Club left uh, and said that they were quitting the Liberal Party because of its position. And then just a few days later, this vote takes place. Is there a connection? Maybe, maybe not. We'll never know. Um, The one thing that I think you know, has been forgotten by the prime minister and his global affairs minister is, you know, as they call for a ceasefire here, there already was one. Mm -hmm. There was a ceasefire that had been in place. It was broken by Hamas on October 7th. So, you know, again, Israel is being targeted for action, but Hamas and its allies are not. Does it also show uh, on that note, uh, kind of, uh, not, I don't know if it's a lack of understanding or or with the foreign affairs minister, Melanie Jolie, uh, defending this and trying to explain why Canada voted this way, but to to, to take it and to, to try and figure out the, the explanation, it's still suggesting that a ceasefire uh, would lead to some kind of working together with Israel and Hamas, which is impossible. That's not, that's not something that, that's even on the table, but it seems like this resolution and supporting it suggests that it could happen. Yeah, and it's absurd. And, you know, like, forget about what Israel and the United States and the rest of us have to say. Take a look at what Hamas says. You know, in Article 13 of their charter, since 1998, they've said that peace conferences and ceasefires are a waste of time, quote-unquote, and that, you know, the only permitted course for, you know, for them is jihad, which is a holy war on Jews and non-believers. So, like, you know, 
it, it just feels like last night was playing into the strategy of Hamas and, and you know, delay and, and obfuscation and games to give them time to rearm and and redeploy their their troops around Gaza and the and the West Bank, it's just it, it, maybe it doesn't have any meaningful value, uh, you know, meaning on the ground, but like symbolically, it just looks terrible because it looks like Canada doesn't know which lane it's driving in. Like a, you know, our position seems to change on a daily basis. It also took quite some time, Canada, and there was criticism, and again, at the, focused, I think, on the Foreign Affairs Minister in, in being slow to use decisive language to call out Hamas for what happened on October 7th and what is continuing to happen. Now with this vote, we've heard from Israel's ambassador to Canada saying his country is deeply disappointed that Canada voted in favour of this resolution. Uh, how, do, how, does, how do we move forward? Forward from this, so, or what do you think the fallout will continue to be? Well, you know, as you and I have talked about before, we're not a global power. We're not a superpower. We don't have much military might anymore uh, because of successive governments underfunding our military. We don't really have any diplomatic strength anymore. We're not highly regarded within the G7 or the G20. So all we've really got is our words, you know, and our reputation. And our reputation is uh, as a broker between these different factions and these warring nations and like to your exact point you know we look at our global affairs minister took her 62 days more than two months to recognize the atrocities that were committed against israeli women and girls on october 7th 62 days to acknowledge what happened there so when if you know if you're an israeli or if you're a jew in canada and you said this government doesn't speak for me you know, it believes in injustice and protecting women unless they're Jewish women. And that's just one example. And so this is why I say, you know, for a nation like ours, we have to be consistent. We have to be clear because we don't have any tanks or, or guns to deploy to Israel to help out. We, we've got to show the world that we've got a position that is morally coherent. And and we haven't done that. And you know, again, last night, we're calling for a ceasefire when just a few days before we said we wouldn't. Where is Canada? It's hard to figure out these days. Uh, it wasn't only uh, Israel's ambassador to Canada saying uh, he was disappointed in this vote. Uh, it was also a, a Liberal MP, a, a couple of Liberal MPs, including uh, Anthony Housefather, saying that he didn't agree with this. Uh, how uh, how significant is that, that members of the party itself are coming out saying this was not the right move? Well, it wasn't voting against a budget, so they're not going to topple their, their government by expressing themselves in this way. But it certainly is indicative of a problem internally. You know, when a member of a governing party goes against their own party, and I say this as somebody who used to advise a prime minister, it's a big deal. And it can be a big problem because usually if there's two, I can guarantee you, Jill, there's probably 20. And, um, you know, those two members, I think, did something that actually takes quite a bit of guts is to say to the prime minister, you're wrong and to say it as publicly and as clearly as they did. So, you know, the, the, the NDP seem to be all of one mind. You know, they're not terribly supportive of Israel, but at least you know where they stand. Um, the Conservatives, you know where they stand. They're pretty supportive of Israel, although not these days Ukraine. The Liberal Party, they're just all over the map. 
uh, you know, and they're sucking and blowing at the same time. You just can't figure out where they stand. And it makes us look terrible internationally. And, you know, here at home, it confuses voters. They just they can't figure out where does the government of Canada stand. And that's a big problem. Warren, always appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you so much for your time this morning. Thanks, my friend. Take care.